Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues have played two games since we last talked. One of them went pretty well, I would say. One of them not so much. The St. Louis Blues are now 3-1 and one on the season. Plus some injury news to cover. Brandon Saad set out last game, as did Pavel Buchnevich, with Buchnevich being moved to injured reserve. Plus the Blues made a signing. Tyler Pitlick was signed to a one-year contract, so some more depth forward signing for the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to be getting into all of that and more. Should be a fun episode. Got lots to cover. It's been a minute since we've talked. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast for the Lockdown Podcast Network and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time joining the show, thank you so much for showing up. If you want to stay a while, you can hit follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you listen to me on, or YouTube. The show is completely free. If you don't want to stay a while, well, eh, oh well. I'll miss you, but uh, for those of you that are returning... Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. It has been a little bit since we have talked, uh, and that is because this is my fifth attempt at recording an episode this week. Um, two times I tried yesterday, and this is my third time trying today, about halfway through the episode. Um, the video recording software, it, the connection drops, and I lose it all. So I have audio for about I feel like this same audio that I'm going to talk about a couple times, um, but the video hasn't worked out well and i don't want to just upload it uh, without the corresponding youtube video etc etc so hopefully if you're seeing this video and if you're hearing this audio that means that it worked that means that my connection issues are resolved and that means we're back on schedule so fingers crossed but yeah it's 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 been a minute uh the blues have done some things blues played the edmonton oilers uh over the weekend late game and they got a shutout they won convincing fashion Exciting stuff there, and the Blues played last night, Monday night, against the Winnipeg Jets, and they got shut out, which is like the first time that that's happened to them, I think, since two seasons ago. I'm pretty sure they didn't get shut out at all in the regular season last year. They might have gotten shut out in the playoffs, I don't remember. Um, But yeah, it is a rare occasion for the St. Louis Blues to get shut out. But hey, it's also a rare occasion for them to shut the Edmonton Oilers out. So not all negative here today. Um, First segment's going to be about that Edmonton game. Second segment is going to be about the Winnipeg game, and then the third segment is going to be a little bit of housekeeping, you know, Buchnevich on injured reserve, Pitlick being signed, Saad being injured. Uh, what have I liked, disliked so far from the first four games? But let's just jump into it. So the St. Louis Blues matched up against the Edmonton Oilers um, tonight, or not tonight, uh, Saturday night against the uh, against the Edmonton Oilers Saturday night. My goodness, I'm all over the place. Um, in Edmonton is what I was trying to say. Um, and they, they came in against a team that has had some decent success against them in the past. You know, Connor McDavid is obviously an all world talent. Uh, and I looked it up, the St. Louis blues heading into Saturday night had never shut out the Edmonton Oilers since Connor McDavid was on the team. Um, and Jordan Bennington hadn't gotten a shutout in a while as well. He might've had like one last season. He has not had a lot of shutouts, um, since that cup run, um, 
But sure enough, the Blues come in and in exact opposite fashion of what we all expected, win this game pretty much one nothing. It was one nothing for, you know, the good chunk of the game up until an empty netter at the very end, which all things considered, um, you know, still a very solid win. Uh, they got the opening goal from Tori Krug off of a one-timer on the power play. So the power play has looked pretty decent up until that point. It's something I want to talk about a little bit later when we get into the Winnipeg game. Um, I don't think the power play is quite as good as it could be, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then Justin Falk gets the empty net goal assisted by Robert Thomas. Um, Raiden Shen and Vladimir Tarasenko assisting on that first power play goal. So a couple of storylines from this game. Um, right off the bat, like I said, the St. Louis Blues had never once shut out uh, the Edmonton Oilers when Connor McDavid was on the team, and they changed that uh, Saturday night. They played a really, really good game all in all. Jordan Bennington didn't have to face a whole lot of shots. There weren't a whole lot of shots in the game in general. There were only a combined, looks like, 45 shots, if I'm doing my math right. Yeah, 45 shots in the game, but only 22 faced by Jordan Bennington. He wasn't super challenged at any point throughout the night, but still um, definitely had himself a a very, very strong night and continued his very, very strong start to the season. Um, He has been rock solid. He has looked like he did in the playoffs against Colorado. He looks like he did in that Stanley Cup run um, uh, back in 2019. He has been an incredibly, incredibly reliable player for the St. Louis Blues so far. One of the biggest reasons that they have been able to have this much success early in the year. Um, and because of that, uh, I'm not too worried about the loss against Winnipeg. Obviously, we'll get into that later. But one thing that I said heading into the season was that if Jordan Bennington is able to you know, return to form and be... Um, and be, you know, that guy that we saw in 2019, if he's able to do that, then the Blues are going to be able to be a pretty darn scary team uh, this season. And so far, that has been that has been the case. You know, he pitched a shutout against Edmonton, and he's looked really, really good in his other games. Um, unfortunately, you know, they did take a loss with Grice and Nett, but even then, that loss wasn't super concerning. Like I said, I'll get into that later. Um, but there are definitely some positives to take away from that game. I think the defense did a really good job. Nick Letty um, and Colton Pareko and company did a really good job of shutting down Connor McDavid. Uh, I think they neutralized Connor McDavid as much as you can neutralize someone like Connor McDavid, which is a, a tall task, obviously. You know, it's it's... He's the greatest player on the planet. The greatest player we've seen in a very long time. Um, and, you know, in terms of obviously there, he's you, you get what I'm saying. Connor McDavid. You know what? What? I, what can I say about him? Um, and the Blues did a really good job neutralizing him. It feels like they've always kind of had a good gauge of how to slow down uh, Connor McDavid. You know, I feel like he's never been too scary against us and of course i'm going to probably pull up a game and say that he had like four goals and three assists one time last year whatever um but overall you know uh 
really, really good things coming out of that Edmondson game. And one thing that, that we have learned from the Blues, at least through the first three games, is that they can win in all sorts of ways. You know, they they were able to win in overtime against the Kraken in a back-and-forth game. They were able to win in pretty convincing fashion um, in their opening night game um, against the, the Blue Jackets, you know, winning that one 5-2. And now they're able to win a, you know, gritty, grinded out, one nothing basically game. So... Overall, um, through the first three games of the season, I am I think the Blues those first three games went just about as well as they could have. Uh, a few notes, you know, Cairo still hasn't really quite gotten it going, but other than that, you know, those first three games were great. Now we get into the not so great in this upcoming second segment, and that is the four nothing shutout they face at the hand of the Winnipeg Jets. So I'm going to be getting into that, but first I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Now I talked about this a lot, you know, when I was still in school. But it still applies now, you know, working a nine to five. It's just hard to fit good meals in. It's it's really easy to, to just cheat and go down, you know, have a quick bowl of cereal and and kind of feel crappy throughout the day if you don't treat your body right, if you don't eat right, if you don't you're not putting good quality ingredients into your body. And one way that I've found to to counteract that is Athletic Greens product AG1. Now, what AG1 is, it's just one little scoop. You put it in some water. So I like to keep a big water bottle next to me throughout the day. I don't use this water bottle, but um, the point still stands. You put a scoop of AG1 in there and not only, you know, you're getting hydrated, um, it also is good for you. You're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day, right? This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those important things. Plus one thing that's really important to me and I hope it's important to you guys, uh, athletic greens, they have really good values. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. In fact, in 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. For every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry right here in the U.S. So if you buy AG1 from Athletic Greens or any other products, you're also supporting a good cause. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network again. Athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check them out. Good stuff over there. That being said, we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. Make sure you stay tuned. All right. So all things were were going swimmingly for the St. Louis Blues. They were 3-0, had beaten some pretty decent teams, had looked pretty dang good in the process. And then the inevitable stinker happened. And that's why I'm not too concerned about this. I'm just going to say just off the bat, like, did the Blues look pretty horrible against Winnipeg? Yes. Did the defense look really, really bad as well? Also, yes. However, is that just natural, you know, what are you, the law of averages that one out of every five or so games, you're going to just, you're going to just fail to show up early in the season? Pretty much. Um, I think Monday night's game, more than anything, was a perfect example of how the Blues just playing no games to start the season can hurt them, and it did hurt them. It really felt like they were out of rhythm. Um, they, they Their chemistry was a little bit off. The scheme was a little bit off. Uh, they really weren't doing anything to help out, help out Thomas Grice, and it was Thomas Grice's first start, and we've talked about it a lot in the past, how the Blues seem to play different in front of whatever goaltender is is starting 
Um, we saw that with Billy Huso and Jay, uh, I almost said Jake Allen, Billy Huso and Jordan Bennington. Uh, last year, we've seen that with Jake Allen and Brian Elliott in the past, and even you know uh, Jordan Bennington and company in the year that the Blues won the Cup. Um, the team has a tendency to play a little bit harder, a little bit tighter, a little bit more consistent in front of certain goaltenders, and it might just be the case this year that Jordan Bennington is getting that solid play and Thomas Grice is not. Um, I don't, I, I mean, we've seen one game, so the sample size is very small. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a matter of Blues haven't been playing enough games. Um, they are, it's hard to, you know, stay in consistent game speed and in game mentality when you're playing once every friggin' five days for the start of the regular season. Um, and also, you know, just you're, you're, you're traveling. Um, that Western Canada road trip is difficult going from Edmonton to Winnipeg, you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult trip. The travel is difficult. It wears on you. Um, but excuses aside, the blues did look really poor in that game. There were a few positives like Thomas Grice, I think made 39 saves, which is a record for most saves for a goaltender in their blues debut. I think, um, unfortunately, you know, they didn't get him the win. Um, but there were some concerning negatives and the biggest one to me is the fact that the st louis blues heading into that game had not been shut out in a very long time i'm pretty sure they didn't get shut out at all in the regular season last year i don't know about the year before i'm sure they did but it had been a very 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 long time since this team had gotten shut out and the offense is relatively unchanged from that team last season that did so and they didn't exactly get shut out against the best team uh in the winnipeg jets now connor hallibuck is one of the best goaltenders on the planet. He has always given the Blues fits. The Blues have a really, really hard time with Hallibuck, and that is just a fact. So I'm not surprised it came against him. But that at the same time, they got outshot 42 to 25 or 43 to 25 in this game. So when you, when you do that, you know you're making life really easy for the other goaltender. It's not like the Edmonton game where the shots were 23-22. That was just a, a defensive battle. Um, this is more concerning in the sense that they just got pretty much outplayed in, in every aspect. Um, penalty kill looked good. You know, they were five for five on the penalty kill. Um, special teams is still looking pretty good. Power play is something that I'm getting a little concerned about. It feels like it's sort of reverting back into the power play of old where it was just a little too much passing um, and not enough shooting. And I know that they've been overpassing in a good way for part of this season, but on the power play, it feels like sometimes they're just they're just trying to find the perfect play, and it's not quite forming, and they're just wasting opportunities. They were zero for two in that game against Winnipeg, um, but the biggest thing that sticks out to me is their physicality. Um, they got out hit thirty nine to nineteen against the Jets, and that is just not Blues hockey. I know they've shifted to more of a offensive style of play lately, but at the end of the day, they're a team that is known for their physicality. There is a lineup that is known for their physicality now. They were without Pavel Buchnevich and Brandon Saad, who are definitely two of the leaders in that department. But that that being said, there's no excuse to getting out hit by 20 uh, against a team that on paper is not as good as you. And that's what happened. And it to me that just that just strikes up a lack of effort, a lack of engagement, um, not battling quite as hard as the Jets were. And that's really all it is, you know. It this early in the season, you can really only pin wins and losses up to a few things, and that's just like effort, you know, scheme and players having hot nights. And unfortunately against Winnipeg, the effort really wasn't there. The engagement wasn't there, and Winnipeg had a pretty easy time coming away with the victory just because the Blues weren't fully engaged. 
However, I'm not too concerned because we've seen what this team looks like when they're engaged, uh, and we've seen what Jordan Bennington can do for this team, and we've also seen that Thomas Grice can stop 39 shots um, if and when he needs to. You know, he's not going to do that every time, but he, he could have given up a lot more goals in that game. So all things considered, through these first four games, um, I'd give the Blues an A-. minus. You know, they, they, they really struggled in that Winnipeg game, but the first three wins were very, very positive yeah they blew a couple multi-goal leads so now that i'm thinking about it i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna downgrade that grade to a b plus because i kind of i just remember the, the the leads they blew in games one and two but um all things considered not super concerned uh jordan Cairo only has one goal on the season so far but he still looks like he's really engaged he's just i think teams are focusing on him a little bit more and he's got to work through that he's got to figure that out robert thomas still looks really good he's up to four points um, on the year. Vladimir Tarasenko looks like a man possessed. He's, he's up to six points in the season. He is their leading scorer. Um, he's going to be really, really good this year. I've been saying that for a while. And then Jordan Bennington, obviously, like I said, looks tremendous. I think if the Blues are able to play like they played in the first three games, the first three starts with Jordan Bennington for a majority of the year, this team can go far. That being said, they might have a little bit of trouble coming up as Pavel Buchnevich is on injured reserve, but they did make a signing that could somewhat outweigh that, so make sure you stay tuned while I talk about that in the third segment. Be right back. Okay, so Pavel Buchnevich was sort of mysteriously ruled out um, of their Blues' second game of the season. Uh, he had two points in their first game, looked really good, and then suffered an injury. Um... I guess like in practice or something. Um, I don't know. We didn't get a whole lot of details at the time. It didn't seem like it was too serious. It was called a maintenance day initially, um, but turned into obviously more than that um, as he has now been placed on injured reserve. Uh, One thing I will say right off the bat though is the injured reserve is retroactive to October 15th. So the Blues could very easily bring him off of injured reserve tomorrow if he's ready to go. Um, so I'm not really going to be focusing on long-term because we don't know yet. We really don't know anything. Um, it sounds like it's nothing serious based on the comments. It sounds like it's just something that's aggravated, as they say. So who knows what that means. But his presence was – his lack of his presence is his, his – um, I can't think of the word. Um, Pavel Luchnevich not being in the lineup was definitely felt – by the St. Louis Blues. His presence was missed. There you go. That's what I was going for. His presence was missed uh, by the Blues in those couple games. Uh, The physicality definitely took a hit. Their offense took a little bit of a hit. I think it was very, very much felt in that Winnipeg game, especially because they were also missing Brendan Saad. Um, One of the biggest things Buchnevich brings is his physicality and is his effort. Uh, He's always working really hard out there, as is Brendan Saad. You know, they're not taking any shifts off. And I think both of those guys being out of the lineup definitely had a bit of a ripple effect on the rest of the team. Uh, so hopefully both of them come back as soon as possible. And Butnevich, hopefully, you know, that injury isn't serious. Brendan Saad doesn't sound like it's too serious either. Um, but you know, one thing I hate about hockey is the injuries are just so nondescript that we don't know anything right now, but fingers crossed, you know, um, but the blues did make a signing today, which I actually was a pretty big fan of. And that is Tyler Pitlick. Um, I talk about effort. I talk about engagement. And there's no better player that exemplifies consistently working hard um, and, you know, 100% high motor that was available than Tyler Pitlick. 
Um, he's not going to be playing every single night for the St. Louis Blues, obviously, but in a game against Winnipeg, they really could have used someone like him. He's not going to go out there and score highlight real goals, but he's going to keep the team engaged. He's going to go out there flying around, hitting people. The Blues would not have been out hit by 20 if Tyler Pellett was out there. Um, I think it's a good depth signing, and I think you know, anytime you sign a guy like that, you're just hoping he fills a need. He's not going to be playing on your first line. He's not going to be scoring 20 goals for you. He's just going to hopefully, the next time the Blues are missing guys like Buchnevich and Saad and are getting you know out hit by a team like the Winnipeg Jets so drastically, you send Pitlick out there for a shift and have him re-energize the team, re-engage the team. And I think it's, it's a perfect fit for him in that role. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Pitlick play some games, watching Buchnevich get back in the lineup, watching Bennington continue his stretch of elite play watching Tarasenko continue to gun for uh, a big payday this this upcoming offseason hopefully with the blues but who knows uh, that being said though that is all the time I have for you today and good news got through the whole episode without any interruption so you will be seeing this um, probably Wednesday but maybe Tuesday it is kind of late here uh, I've been working at recording at this for a while so probably Wednesday you'll be seeing this um but should be getting back on track. Maybe two episodes Wednesday, just because I've already got this one recorded, obviously. And the Blues play the Edmonton Oilers again tomorrow night at the time of recording. Uh, probably tonight at the time of listening, like I said. So look look forward to uh, me getting back on track with those episodes. I apologize for the lack of episodes at the end of last week and this week. Um, connection issues, all that stuff. Life got in the way. You know the drill. But uh, getting back on track here. Appreciate that. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Just recently passed 500 subscribers. Thanks again for that. Really cool. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, follow Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter. And I think the TikTok page isn't up right now. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Twitter, that's the main places you can find me. If you want to talk to me directly, Josh Hammond NHL on Twitter, at me. Uh, send me DMs for ideas for the show, whatever you want to do. I look forward to that. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.